I'm Judy Frazier, president and founder of We The Kids. We The Kids puts God back into America's history. Listening to We The Kids radio show will inspire you and your kids to have a positive American identity, clear direction, and a powerful purpose for your life. Thank you for listening. Welcome to We The Kids Radio Show for kids from 8 to 108. I am Arch Hunter, a father, a husband, and an historian. And I'm Lydia Nuttall, a mom and executive board member for We The Kids and author of Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution. And in the show, we're going to hear from the We The Kids Liberty Players. The mission of We The Kids is to put God back into America's stories, to help American kids be proud to be an American, to love and defend America's Constitution, and learn the principles of freedom that establish unprecedented freedom in our country so that they can preserve freedom in America. And that is so important. That's why we're doing this show. So we're glad you're listening. And today's Forgotten American Story, what's the forgotten story behind the Pledge of Allegiance? On the previous show, Lydia talked about Francis Scott Key and the battle between the British and the American forces at Fort McHenry. And we talked a lot about the Star Spangled Banner and our flag. So, Lydia, would you remind our listeners again, what does Spangled mean? Spangled <laughs> <word> <laughs> means you're covered or, or something is covered with small sparkling objects. So we have a star spangled night sky. It means it's covered with small sparkling stars. And you get to answer this question that you ended one of the shows with is you mentioned how the t- on the top of an American flag, there is a globe, a golden globe or golden ball. Yes. And you said there were three things in it. I have been waiting all this time with bated breath and major suspense, and I haven't slept a wink at all to find out what those three things are. Can you take an educated guess of anything of any of those three things first, Lydia? Well, I just thought it would be air. <laughs> I never thought <laughs> it would have something in them. So yeah, I have no idea. Okay, if I'm really pulling, grasping at straws, maybe a piece of paper that says when the flag was first put up, or you know, uh, I, you know, a time capsule, maybe something important about the city in which the flag is going up. I don't know. That's okay. my best guess. All I can say is very kindly, you're way off base. <laughs> This tradition really started during our first and second world war. And so in that ball on top of a flag, there is a razor blade, a match and a bullet. So if an American base is ever taken, you take down the flag, you cut the stars off the flag with the razor blade 
you burn the rest of the material with the match. And then if you think that you're going to be captured and maybe put to death, you can use that bullet to end your own life. Wow. In defense of the flag. Okay, I was not expecting those as the answers. That is deep. That was deeply profound. That's moving. I'm 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 touched almost to tears. That's yeah. and again that wow. was your tradition during our world wars, so that the importance of not having our flag captured and the significance of what that represents when in any mud flag, particularly in our case, the American flag is captured. So that's why that gold ball, the official gold ball, is tradition on top of most flagpoles. And obviously those things are not on those flagpoles today, but that's where that tradition started. Wow. Okay, let me regroup. Okay. You continue talking. (laughs) That, That was moving. Thank you for sharing that. Lydia, you talked about the Pledge of Allegiance. Share with our listeners, please. What does the word pledge mean? Well, it's a solemn promise. I like it more than just, it's just a promise. It's a solemn promise or a vow. I mean, we don't maybe use the word vow as much as we say promise. That's what a pledge is. And allegiance, because there's, I think, a lot of misunderstanding of what the word allegiance means, particularly when we talk about the pledge of allegiance. Well, it means having a loyalty or a commitment of yourself or an individual to a certain cause. So a loyalty or commitment to a cause that we as individuals have. When we pledge allegiance to the flag, we are pledging or making a solemn promise or vow of loyalty or commitment to this country. And the flag, which is a symbol of our country and the principles of freedom upon which this nation was founded, And that we are all, it's all of our responsibility to protect that freedom, preserve that freedom. And we have to know those principles of freedom that our country was established upon, which is the whole purpose of these We the Kids radio shows. These We the Kids radio shows purpose is to teach these principles. I'm glad, Lydia, you said that because saying We the Kids radio shows is a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I, I usually get those words mixed up. Lydia, share with our listeners, please. Why is there 50 stars in the blue area of our flag? Well, to represent each state in our union. (laughs) I think a lot of people don't realize that each star represents one of the 50 states of our country. Which is neat. And I think Utah has the very top, top first star. What do you think? I think it's Pennsylvania, but we can battle that out at another time. The most important thing is both Utah and Pennsylvania are stars on that flag. Yep, indeed. Yep. And they are all equal stars. All equal stars. And they're all symmetrical and they're all the same size representing we are one nation. We are a union of states. Union of states. And the stripes, Lydia. So the stripes represent the 13 original colonies. Yes. And that has never changed, right? That's never. Nope, never changed. Well, wait a minute. Didn't we? Okay. You might be tripping me up here, but. No, no. Okay. All right. I was thinking, well, maybe did we add a few? And then we went back to, 
Yeah, I think we did, didn't we? When we added two more states to the 13, added two more stripes. But then we thought, you know what, this might be a bad idea if we keep adding a stripe. Yes. Every time a new state adds to our nation or joins our union, we add another stripe. Because you can you imagine having 50 stripes? I mean, it would no longer be a flag. It would be a, a bedspread. It would be. <laughs> it would be a giant bedspread. <laughs> um, the Pledge of Allegiance, do you know what president put one nation under God into the Pledge of Allegiance? Uh, wasn't it? Okay. Do, 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 do. Isn't it President Eisenhower? Yes, correct. Good. Excellent answer. Yes, it was President Dwight D. Eisenhower who had that added to the Pledge of Allegiance in 1954. We are one nation under God. So it's very powerful. So listeners, remember, in your school or when we ever say the Pledge of Allegiance, what are we really saying and what are we really doing? Please never just memorize that and it means nothing to you. It represents this wonderful nation that we have this great privilege of living in. So, And I, I also think it's amazing that I don't know of very many countries that have as their national motto, in God we trust, and as in their Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God, indivisible. Our founders, those men and women and children who sacrificed everything so that we, this nation, could rise and be established in freedom and liberty with justice for all. I, I just think that's so deeply profound and touching to me that we believe as a nation in that principle that it's God who gives us liberty, who gives us life, who gives us that ability to pursue happiness, that these are all unalienable rights and that no man can take these rights away from us of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, to be able to own our own property. And so those are just some of the principles of freedom that we were established upon. And that's why when we pledge allegiance to the flag, I know there's some, some I, I know someone in my life who they don't want to pledge allegiance to the flag because they look at it as an inanimate object. But I look at it as, you know, and to each his own and, and it's important for us to respect differences, and I do. But for me, I look at that flag, and my dad served two tours in Vietnam. And after the first tour, he came back without sight in his eye because of an injury, a battle-induced injury. And I remember the second time when he was coming home, he was on one of the last planes to leave Vietnam. And I was in second grade, and just to know what he gave for our country. I'm sorry, listeners, but this just chokes me up. But he gave everything so that you and I and my brothers and all of your kids and our grandkids, our future posterity, that we could have this thing called liberty. And it's precious. And so when I pledge allegiance to the flag, it's not to an inanimate thing, a, a flag itself. It's to what it symbolizes. And that is liberty. And until you have your liberty, your rights, your freedoms taken away, you don't know how sweet it is to live in this country where we live in a land of liberty. And, um, and I know a lot of rights have, have gradually been eroded but we still have more liberty than most. And it's important for us to have allegiance to that flag, to have a loyalty to something. I mean, are, are, what are we loyal to these days? What do we have a commitment to these days? Um, 
those two words are just kind of dwindling also out of our vocabulary and our lives. And I'm hoping not. I'm hoping the majority of us as Americans do have a strong, a fierce loyalty to this country and to those who have given everything, everything so that we could have the liberties that we have today. And that when we see the flag, we hold to that loyalty and that commitment and it's renewed. Our commitment to this country and preserving freedom for everyone who's in this country stays strong and true. That's and, what I have to say about that. <laughs> so the flag, uh, any country's flag, but particularly we're talking about our flag, that flag is a piece of cloth that represents we as a nation and everything that we are as a nation. And therefore, you know, we're pledging our allegiance when we look at the flag. That is a symbol of who we are as a nation. It's a piece of cloth that symbolizes what we are as a nation. So, yeah, so destroy that. You're destroying our identity, your identity, my identity. That's who we are. And we have a rich American heritage. And if we have been taught, and I know I was, a story of negativity about America, a story of shame about America, my goodness, it's up to us to do our own independent research and to find out really what this nation was founded upon and we have so much liberty that it's enabled us to rise above our faults, to rectify the faults that we have, because all countries have faults, have things that maybe they're not proud of in their history, but it's not really the country, it's the people. It's the people of that time. Maybe they were thinking erroneous things, you know, um, but but the country itself of America has given us opportunity to rise above them and we keep improving. And that's what's awesome. That is what is awesome. As we improve as people, it improves our country. You remind me of a story of a major league baseball player who played for the Los Angeles Dodgers named Rick Monday. And back in the more turbulent times of the late 60s and early 70s, one night during the game, a fan ran out onto the field right in front of Rick Mundy. And this fan pulled out an American flag and tried to set the flag on fire. And Rick Mundy threw down his glove and ran over to the person and wrestled the flag away from him and put out the fire. And Rick Mundy said, we might not all agree on what our country is, but we can all agree that the flag represents what our country is can strive to be. And I will never tolerate anybody destroying what that flag represents. Wow. It's a very powerful that. story of Rick Mundy on the Los Angeles Dodgers several years ago. Liddy, share with our listeners, please, what does republic mean? Because people say we're a democracy and we're actually a, a democratic republic. So share with our listeners, what does the word republic mean and democracy together? Well, this is a great question that you should ask, because when I was reviewing textbooks in the state of Utah, especially in my school district, I had three textbooks in front of me that taught high school American U.S. history and civics. And I looked in the glossary for the word republic and one textbook didn't even have the word republic in there. The other textbook had the word republic in the glossary, but it gave the definition for a democracy for the for the meaning of republic instead of the real definition of republic for a republic. And then the other third textbook actually had it right. It had the word republic in the glossary and the right definition. So really good question. And especially because when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, we say and to the republic for which it stands. You know, we pledge allegiance to the flag 
and to the republic for which it stands. And so, yeah, we do need to know what a republic is. And the Constitution in Article 4, Section 4, it says, quote, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republican form of government. Now, in my little small mind back in the day before I researched these stories and these principles for the forgotten American stories celebrating America's constitution, I would have thought, you know, a Republican form of government, I would have thought, you know, a Democrat party versus Republican party, that that's what they're talking about. And it's not talking about Republican party in the constitution in this way. So back to your question about what is a republic then, a republic is a combination, and this is the best way I could learn it myself as a grown-up because I didn't learn this when I was a kid, but a republic is a government where you have a democracy plus representation. So for instance, and bear with me here as I try to explain this, so democracy is a Greek word, it comes from a, a Greek word, and it basically means the people, the people rule, or the people rule or govern. So we have that portion of the meaning of republic. We're a democracy. We do have we the people. That's what the Constitution starts out as, is we the people. But we also have, it's not just we the people rule, you know, without rules, without uh, some structure here. It's not a pure democracy because a pure democracy, meaning where the we the people rule, would mean that each one of us would have to go to every single one of our county meetings, our city meetings, our state meetings in order to make an informed vote. And that's next to impossible, especially, well, it is impossible, especially because we're huge now. We're not just 13 little colonies. We are now 50 United States. And so we have a form of representation. We elect representatives who act or speak on behalf of us who voted for them, or if we didn't vote for them, but the majority of us voted for that person, then we have that representative that then represents us at any state, local, city, national level. So you have to have democracy plus representatives If you've got those two things or elements in your government, that is a republic. Man, that was a mouthful. So we are technically a democratic republic that our founding fathers set up at the Constitutional Convention in 1787. Yep. And we didn't want to be a democracy because a democracy means whoever has 51% of the votes or if you have 51% of the people who, this is what I really mean, have 51% of the people who, for instance, may not like people of my faith or your faith or of my skin color or race or whatever, uh, or they ju- then it means they rule at the expense of the minority. And we are a country where we want to protect minority rights also. So the best way to do that is have a representative form of government also within that government structure. Share with our listeners, please, what, and it's a very simple question, but a lot of people don't understand, what is the document that governs us that has given us this democratic republic? Well, the document is the United States Constitution. It's the Constitution that our founders gave us as a democratic republic. And those representatives 
What does that do, which is very significant as far as power is concerned? Well, I love perfect question because it is in all of our DNA or as human beings that once we get in a position of power that we want to have a little bit more of it and a little bit more of it and a little bit more of it at the expense of the people. And so what the Constitution does is it outlines specifically what those powers are that our representatives have. It limits those powers. It says this and this and this. And if if it's not written here in the Constitution that you can have this power or that power, then it means that power that's not written in here for you is meant for the people or the states, right? That's the 10th. Yeah. So it's the phrase that we use that gives us the ability to have checks and balances so no one person or group has the power. Which Uh, I love because, so in essence, we're a constitutional representative democracy, which basically means we, the people, elect representatives who are going to act on our behalf at every level of government, but we're not giving them all power over us. We're giving them limited power over us, just enough power that they can do things that we need them to do, but not unlimited power so that they wind up totally ruling over us with an iron fist eventually or, or being tyrants. We didn't want tyranny ever to happen in this country. So when we show respect, Lydia, by saying the Pledge of Allegiance, or when we look at the flag, we show proper etiquette by people in uniform, they salute the flag, and we who are not in uniform take our hats off or put our hand over our hearts to show respect for the flag because what the flag represents. Even though we might not be very happy sometimes with the direction or possibly what's going on in our country, we need to always be reminded that we We are a country of process, that we can continue to be better and strive to be better. And we are pledging allegiance to the country that we live in to become a better country day by day by being better, better people. Yeah. And just think, if we didn't have liberty, we wouldn't be able to have that ability to progress. So listeners, we like to invite everyone from 8 to 108 to please again join us for We The Kids radio show to hear more forgotten American stories and learn the principles of freedom so that we can all preserve our freedom. And something to ponder for the next show. When you say the Pledge of Allegiance, when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, when we see fellow citizens and workers and classmates saying the Pledge of Allegiance, what are we really thinking about when we say that pledge? And we invite you to check out the We The Kids website. It's wethekids.us. And check out Red Skelton's recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance and his explanation of each word. It's phenomenal. So you've got to go on wethekids.us and check out Red Skelton's Pledge of Allegiance. And you can also find other stories and insights and activities you can do with your kids to help them be proud Americans and to love and defend America's Constitution. Thank you so much for supporting We The Kids. And now let's see what the We The Kids Liberty Players are up to. Hi, this is Daniel from We The Kids. Arch and Lydia shared the story of the Pledge of Allegiance. I would like to present a man that you might know as a comedian, but at We The Kids, we know him as a patriot, Red Skelton. His rendition of the Pledge of Allegiance was read twice into the congressional record and won him 42 awards. He died in 1997 at the age of 84. Why don't we listen to it now? I remember a teacher that I had. 
Now, I only, I went, I went through the seventh grade. I went to the seventh grade. I left home when I was 10 years old because I was hungry. And I used to, this is, this is true. I work in the summer and I go to school in the winter. But I had this one teacher. He was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over, this little teacher. Mr. Laswell was his name. Mr. Laswell. He says, uh, <clears throat> he says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester. And it seems as though it's becoming monotonous to you. If I may... May I recite it and try to explain to you the meaning of each word? I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity, allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O oh glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect, because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United. That means that we have all come together. States. Individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride and dignity and purpose. All divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose. And that's love for country. And to the republic. Republic. A state in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people. And it's from the people to the leaders, not from the leaders to the people, for which it stands. One nation, one nation, meaning so blessed by God, indivisible, incapable of being divided, with liberty, which is freedom, the right of power to live one's own life, without threats, fear, or some sort of retaliation. And justice, the principle or qualities of dealing fairly with others. For all. For all. Which means, boys and girls, it's as much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country and two words have been added to the Pledge of Allegiance under God. Wouldn't it be a pity if someone said that is a prayer and that would be eliminated from schools too?
In honor of Veterans Day, I offer this verse, John 15:13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We thank you, Lord, for our country, our president, and those who paid the ultimate price for our liberty. Amen. We want to invite everyone from 8 to 108 to listen and please join us on We The Kids radio show and to hear more forgotten stories. Learn the principles of freedom that established unprecedented freedom in America so that we can all, whether we're 8 or 108, preserve our freedom. Thank you.